0: You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up and good morning, War Report family. It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are back with another morning drop. Today, we are going to talk about a not so great topic, but it needs to be discussed. The struggling Auburn offense. Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them.
1: Now now listening, listening to,
0: to The War
1: Rapport. War Rapport.
0: Drop. Morning, Drop. We are here. It is Monday, October 23rd. Yeah, boy, Ike Jones is joined by my guy, B. Will. And we are talking a little Auburn football even though I know B Will, it's officially basketball season for you. Oh, it's it's basketball season, bro. But I'm, I'm still here. I'm yeah. still here to talk to talk with my boy about the, the football on the show. That that's what I enjoy doing the most. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We here. I appreciate you still showing up for duty, even though you have moved on mentally to the next season. It's all good, man. Uh, But what we want you guys to do who have not moved on uh, and you're still here with The War Report is to share the video at The War Report on all social media. We definitely appreciate you helping to spread the word about what we've got going on. If people haven't heard about us, then maybe they want to come check us out. If they have heard about us, maybe they want to come back and see what we're talking about this morning. Please like the video if you're watching this live or if you're re-watching it later. We appreciate those thumbs up on the video and that interaction. Give us your comments down in the comment section and let us know how you feel about it. Um, And if you're listening on podcasts, please do give us that five-star review and share that podcast with somebody so they can get in on the conversation. But today, we have the dubious duty of talking about a an offense that has not performed, I think, to the standard that Auburn fans had hoped coming into the season it would perform. And, you know, the numbers just, they're, n- they're not pretty, B. They're just not, yeah, they're not yeah. a beautiful thing to behold. LFU fans got their collective Bayou Bengal striped panties in a wad when I did this about their defense and read off mm-hmm. statistics. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I, they probably won't even watch this episode to see that. We just talked numbers on Monday. It is what it is. And the reason why I think talking about offense is so important this Monday is we're going into a stretch now where Auburn is really in must-win scenarios. If I – I believe that we're in must-win scenarios. We are. We're in a place where if you want to go to a bowl game, you can't drop these next few games, right? Like Mm -hmm. Mississippi State's not – at home is not a game that you can drop if you want to go to a bowl game. Um, Arkansas and Vanderbilt on the road in my opinion are not games you want to drop if you want to get to a bowl game and you oh. definitely can't lose to New Mexico State right. all I'm saying is you don't want your bowl hopes to be on a an Iron Bowl victory against a team in Alabama that has played better than Auburn consistently throughout the season Yeah, even though it's the Iron Bowl and anything can happen that's not where you want to put your hopes right so these next, this, these next four games This next four game stretch is going to be important And I think a large portion of that Despite the struggles from the offenses On the other side of the football that we're going to be Facing is going to rest in our Ability to actually move the Ball control the time now I'm not Talking about how many points we score but Control the clock and Keep our defense rested so they can Go and be their best selves and Not have to play rescue all the Time right right okay So let's get into the numbers, and um, I would recommend, if you have a weak stomach, that you um, just brace yourself for these numbers as I I read off, not necessarily the pure numbers, but where Auburn ranks in all of college football in the FBS. Um, I'll start with the one that's the most palpable. Okay. Okay. And this includes all games. It's not just in our Power 5 games because, trust me, these numbers don't look as pretty once we get into the P5 contest. But rushing offense for Auburn is the one that is performing the best. Okay. Currently fourth in the SEC, fourth in the conference in this, but 29th in the country in rush offense, in the top 30 in the country in our ability to run the ball, which is – We'll get back into that for sure. <sighs> However, when we get to that other side of being able to pass the ball, Auburn is currently ranked rank 121 in the country. Now, there's about 130, 132, something like that, FBS teams in yeah, all yeah. of college football. Auburn yeah. is ranked 121. So, again, I'm giving you numbers. This isn't just in the P5 contests. This includes our cupcake games.
1: 121. Wait. Okay. So, hold on. that also includes Air Force, Navy, and Army. Yeah. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, 14. we're only
1: better than like six...
0: Were, Six uh, teams. About n- nine about nine to depend on what you count like the nine to twelve teams, including the independence and all that nine to twelve teams are worse than us okay in the country um, that that's good for dead last in the conference dead last, okay, um and it is the worst stat of the one. So I went from the best stat that we had as far as our rankings to the worst. Yeah. Uh, first downs, ability to get first downs. Auburn currently ranked 114th in the country. That's good for 13th in the SEC. Can I pick a guess the 14 in the SEC and be an ability to get first downs?
1: Uh, Vanderbilt's actually moving to So It's got to be Mississippi State.
0: You are correct. Mississippi yeah. State ranked 118th yeah. in yeah. the country, dead last in the SEC. Okay. Next up, third down conversions. Auburn also ranked 114th in the country, dead last in the SEC, at number 14 in the con- conference. Mississippi State, by the way, ranked 13th in the sec 100 wealth in the nation so very on par with auburn in that percentage um when we talk about passing efficiency auburn is ranked 102 in the country good for 14th in the conference When we talk about, uh, I'm trying to go in, in ascending order uh, in our rankings here. When we talk about completion percentage, Auburn is ranked 81st in the country. That's good for 13th in the conference. Mississippi State is not number 14, by the way. I think that distinction goes to Arkansas, if I'm not mistaken, but Mm. I have to go back Mm. and look at that. Completion percentage, a poultry 59.4% for Auburn this season. That's good for 81st in the nation. Okay. Total offense, Auburn is currently ranked number 78 in the country. That's good for 12th in the conference. I didn't look up who was... 13th and 14th in the conference um, At oh. that point in time I just kind of got tired Of looking at really bad stats yeah. And I was just like you know what It's bad it's just not good um, And then The next one here is Red zone red zone efficiency If Auburn gets to the red zone We're competing and completing A score 83% of the time That's still only good for 73rd In the country and 10th in the SEC Though hmm. Not good. Not good numbers to look at. However, however, as I stated, we have a stretch here against the teams that are really the other guys that are terrible at this stuff offensively in our conference Mississippi State, Arkansas, Vanderbilt. If there's any silver lining in all of this is that we're facing offenses unlike the last three SEC opponents that we had or the first three SEC opponents that we had that should be just as bad at their ability to move the football. And I believe we have a better defense. So I go back to a statement I made at the end of the show yesterday and I reaffirmed on Twitter. I believe that Auburn can win Four of their last five games, even sitting here looking in the face of these abysmal, and abysmal, I think is an appropriate word, offenses offensive numbers and rankings for Auburn thus far this season. Yeah. Now, I know that I have just dumped a large cloud of rain on anybody's enthusiasm, and mm-hmm, we're going mm-hmm. to make it worse before we make it better, because I did Aww. ask for you to take a look at the numbers and where they were just in power five contests and what Auburn is averaging and B, what, what did we come up with in our ability to score the football? Auburn is averaging
1: 16.6 points per game in power five competition.
0: 16.6. Yes. What, what do you know what we're averaging just in, in general points per game? Oh, I didn't get in general. I got SEC separately. Uh, I I didn't I didn't write it down myself either. And I'll give you time to look it up while I talk about uh, (laughs) the 16.6 points per game that we've gotten. That's the disappointing thing, I think, for me, because though I said, hey, we're facing other really bad offenses. We've also faced some of the worst defenses already. Um, Right. And our inability at home, we've been better. Right. We scored 21 points in this game versus Ole Miss, albeit the last one being garbage time. We scored 20 points against Georgia. I don't want to talk about the LSU game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely don't want to talk about Texas A&M, but um, we've struggled. No no doubt that we've struggled to be able to put points on the board. And that, I think, is going to be the challenge for this team. Um. Is figuring out how do we score points, man? Like, even though the other offenses are bad, I don't. Here's what I don't want to see be, okay? I don't want to be see a seven three game like we just watched with Arkansas versus Mississippi. I don't, I don't want to see that, man. Yeah. Listen, I, of course I want to see Auburn coming out on on the victorious side, but I don't want to see us win a game seven to three Saturday. I mean at
1: this point can we even be choosy
0: we can't be choosy i'm telling you i'm gonna take <laughs> the dove however it comes <laughs> but i'm telling you i don't want to see that i don't, yeah, wanna I don't see, want to see i'm gonna come here and i'm gonna you know talk about how great our defense was and our ability to shut them down and we only gave up da 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 but i don't want to see
1: that man. yeah i almost broke my finger um, trying to look up, see what the under was for the Mississippi State Auburn game because I'm betting it. Whatever it is, whenever, whenever it drops, whenever that game comes up on my sports book, I'm betting it. under. To your point, we played at least one of the worst defenses, two of the worst defenses on our schedule. Vanderbilt's a bad defense as well. Mm-hmm. We, we had three really bad defenses we were going to face. We played two of them. We scored eighteen and twenty-one points respectively. That, that that was our chance to have a breakout game. That Those were our chances. Now, they're also paired with some good offenses, which made it hard for us to win those games where you can't score points. What we're about to start is competition against teams who cannot score but also can defend. And that's going to make for some uh, spicy competition. When you can count on your defense to show up to be competitive, it's always a great thing. But the problem with bad offense is that you can count for that offense to do something. Well, to this point, we, we are not giving up the ball on offense much, at least not in the way that, it's, it's that it actually matters so much. Turnovers aren't deciding the game. They're kind of icing the game for us, but turnovers aren't deciding our game so far in SEC competition. It's just been ineptitude on offense. But as we start this next stretch, well, really Mississippi State and Arkansas, we're looking at one turnover being able to decide mm. the game now. Yeah because they're not going to be up on us by two scores. I, I don't believe that'll be the case. We will now be in the thick of a game where we are tied. And if we turn the ball over, it could be uh, the catastrophic. Um, losing to the, the next, any one of the next four teams we play would be an embarrassment.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, so, a, I mean so let's say, let me, let me say this. Arkansas on the road is a tough matchup. Vanderbilt is going to be a tough matchup on the road. And I am choking back vomit as I say those words. But it's the reality of where we are in in, in our season right now. Vanderbilt's been feisty forever, though. Like, Vanderbilt, though they don't win a lot of games, they're always a hard out. And they're a difficult team to beat, especially in their building. Um, And Auburn has historically actually just not done great against Vanderbilt. Like, it's been it's been bad results for Auburn uh, versus Vanderbilt, particularly when traveling to Nashville. So that was always going to be a tough challenge. Just for some reason, the Commodores give the Tigers a tough time. Um, And Arkansas has been a feisty team this season as well. They have been, despite, you know, you know, RIP to Dan Enos as the offensive coordinator over there to, uh, with Arkansas, despite their struggles on offense in this previous game, They've been a team that, you know, we talked about this uh, Saturday when I was down there. In the middle eight of games, right, the last four minutes of the half and the first four minutes of the next half, Arkansas has been done well. Right. Um, But for some reason, they just haven't been able to get victories, right, because their offense sputters outside of that period, right? Like if you you don't let Arkansas back in the game, then they're not going to come back themselves. And teams have been letting Arkansas back into the game. Uh, right. Inexplicably, you know, Lane Kiffin going for it on fourth down when they had the, the the momentum. Inexplicably, Bama decided they were going to go away from the run in a game where they were absolutely pummeling Arkansas on the run. In, like it's just silly stuff, right? Right. Um, however, I think it's going to be a tough game for Auburn, despite all the struggles they've had, because Arkansas has played admirably defensively. Right. Shout out to T. Will. Shout out to Will. Um, despite all that, next game is Mississippi State. Mississippi State, and you know, if we're being honest, guys, has not been good on either side of the football. They've been pedestrian on both sides of the football. That's what gives me hope at home that Auburn is going to go ahead and get the victory here. But, uh, and you had a chance to look this up, total offense for the season, Auburn is scoring how many points per game? 26.7. 26.7 26.7 now and but that number drops in the power five you said to 16.6 so a uh, 10 points less versus quality competition but the whole but the other thing that i want to point out is auburn at home is scoring more than their 16 point average yeah versus p5 competition right that's why I feel like Auburn gets the dub this weekend is Auburn is going to be able to score three touchdowns against this Mississippi State team, and I don't think Mississippi State's going to be able to do the same.
1: okay now that's 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 fair it It's really sad that we we are sitting here actually assessing our chances against bottom feeder teams mm-hmm. in the SEC. Like, we used it's to at least be like... The reality stable. of
0: where we are, but
1: yeah, continue. It is. It is. We used to be able to like, all right, well, we're going to beat uh, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and Ole Miss was in there as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've taken a step up since Lane got there, but this is still not a team we shouldn't be beating. So, we are here in a place that I did not think we would be. Yeah. And we, we have to... Uh, <laughs> we have to be for real with ourselves about where we are and who we are right now, and that is... When we used to watch teams and be like, oh, man, they're terrible. We don't have to worry about that. Well, now we have to worry about every game. Right. No game is is beyond losing. We can lose any game that we step out on that field because we have been that terrible on offense. You need points to win. We can't count on them. So everything's going to be a struggle.
0: That's it where is. we are. Yeah,
1: Mississippi State, they are equally as uninspiring, I will say. And now that they've got Mike right.
0: Wright, who I don't know if he's going to be Yeah, I have no idea whether or not um, they're going to have uh, the the starter back in there of Mike Wright is going to continue, but they have turned into... An offense that is not really willing to throw the ball and really not able to. I mean, we'll, we'll not. Let's not pretend as if Will Rogers has been amazing this season. He hasn't been, um, but he still is a more capable thrower than Mike Wright is. No disrespect to Mike Wright. Um, right. I think he's an amazing athlete. He just has not been a great thrower. Um, so Auburn really needs to be more disciplined than they were in their rush defense in this last game to make sure that he's not running like crazy. Um, yeah. But. uh his ability to throw the ball doesn't scare most defenses. And I definitely don't think that it scares this Auburn defense that has been fairly stingy, um, against the past this season. Uh, but again, the numbers are what they are, man. Like you can be upset at the numbers or upset at me for reading them off, but I didn't, I didn't do anything, but read it. The, The stats are what they, and I think, the thing that I I think is best when you talk contextually about stuff, and I think sometimes people lose context, is not just how much we're scoring or you know how many run rush yards we're putting up. Da da da. It's where does that compare to what other offenses are doing around the country, right? Right. Right. And it feels bad looking at it. It looks worse looking at the rankings. It just does. Right. Yeah. Um, and we've got to figure out a way to. Turn the the trajectory of this offense and get some momentum going as we get into the back half of this season. Again, I think the easier portion of our schedule is ahead of us. Right. But we haven't really done anything in terms of momentum to get us moving in the direction I think that we need to be to give us confidence going forward. And that is disappointing. Yeah, it is. It is.
1: We Uh, what the schedule thing is a real thing, though. I, I was looking at the schedule and thinking now, if we had split these opponents. From the the next four that we're gonna play, and we had split them with the first four SEC opponents we played. So it was Texas A and M, Mississippi State, Georgia, Arkansas, um, who we just LSU, and then Vanderbilt. We might be feeling a little different. I don't think we would have the realization that we just really, really suck. I think they probably would have been able to do some things earlier, score a few points so that the the fan base feels better. The players probably have more confidence at this point in the season. But I also think that there's a a bit of, I want to say a cathartic feeling. We don't have to go through this, well, will we, won't we, for the last month of the season. We know we are bad on offense. Right. We can be bad and win the next games we have, but if we had gone up, down, up, down, up, down, there would have been this, this hope that, oh, well, maybe we'll, we, we just play down this game. No, we're just bad right. on offense. So we're going to look bad against good defensive teams, maybe this will be the, the salve that they need to focus a little bit. Because, and this this is something I think happens with when a team plays against teams that it knows is bad. In football, I've, I very often see the opposite effect of what it kind of, in basketball, people overlook teams, right? Mm-hmm. Like, ah, you know, we don't really take them seriously. I don't think that happens as much as in football when you are bad because you know, okay, okay, we're not as good as we hope we are gonna be, but we have got to get this win and this win. Because if we don't beat these teams, now we're we're in embarrassment. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna beat a Bama the way they're playing, with us playing the way we're playing. So we have got to get these wins right here. I do think to your point, you said in the if you looked at the press and you heard the players talk, it didn't feel like the team had been lost. Yeah. It didn't feel like the team had given up. I think they know that they have a chance to. Make a bowl game run here Get to seven wins I think that's possible And maybe that you end up Feeling a little different On the season If you can go Four and one down the stretch Instead of Looking as bad as we've looked so far Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop.
0: drop. All right. So uh, we're going to get some uh, fresh comments in here from those of you who are in the mm-hmm. comments section. We appreciate you guys sticking with us and having a little conversation. Uh, let's start it off with Miller Howes, who says that freeze warning. We're cleaning house in the off season. Uh Let me let me let me hit you to something, Miller. I don't think we're going to have a choice but to clean house in the offseason because I don't know how many key people are going to stay around if we don't get this together this second half of this season.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, so a lot of changes
0: are going to be made because we're going to lose a lot of seniors
1: mm-hmm. off the both the offensive line. Uh, There's some wide receivers who transferred in. A lot of the transfers that came in here are probably going to be out. Because mm-hmm. they don't, they didn't have any more eligibility. But on top of that, there are some guys who came in here to play who haven't panned out, and I can't imagine them staying around to get jumped on the depth chart after Freeze. Hopefully, does some very good recruiting since he doesn't he's not pleased with the talent level in the room. According to him, it, it's going to be a, a lot of turnover. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be like forty two new bodies
0: like it was so, this past offseason. So here's the thing that. And I was going to save this to talk about it on Wednesday, but let's just talk about it now. Um, right. I wonder wonder now if the approach a- and shouldn't have been for them to just come in and clean house this year so that they seemed – what it seemed as if the strategy was is they were going to go the Band-Aid approach, right? They went mm-hmm. and got a bunch of guys who – Didn't have a bunch of eligibility left that they were going to be one year rentals. They were coming and they were going to throw it all into this season to try to make sure that we could still win games. Right. But then when you look at what we did as far as how we deployed those assets, it doesn't appear as if that's what happened. Right. And so now I wonder if they should have just ripped the Band-Aid last year and went and got guys that had two and three years of eligibility in the portal. Or maybe they didn't feel like they had enough time to accurately go out and assess who could come and all this kind of. I don't know, but I feel like maybe they should have just scrapped this season from the beginning and let guys know, hey, we're going to go through a true rebuild this year. I don't feel like we got sold a true rebuild. I think we got sold, hey, we're going to come in here and we're going to try to do a bunch of stuff this year. And it just hasn't panned out that way. And maybe we've set our year ourselves a year back in our ability like I feel like next year is going to be the true year one under coach Hugh Freeze based upon how we've approached this season well
1: I, so I I don't disagree with you but I, I think really we, we have to I have to pin the error in in evaluation on Hugh Freeze he seemed like he was in a rush with mm-hmm. the guys he brought in in the period he brought them in you can't do much in the first period. Was he even hired before the the first transfer portal was open? Yes, he was hired before the first portal was open. Oh, open, was I
0: don't remember that. Yeah,
1: I don't know. okay. And I don't the reason I ask the reason I ask is because guys start having those conversations and making those calls and planning those trips once it probably before it opens. If, if right. we're being for real with ourselves, his hands were tied because he was going to be behind as soon as he he got that job, and a lot of those names were starting to settle in. The the talent he needed was probably already coming off the board at that point in time. Understood why that didn't happen. The one he probably needed, and I think he was a higher priority, was the guy from Coastal Carolina, McCall. Mm -hmm. You can't do anything about that. But what we've seen since then is that, as you noted, when Hugh Freeze first got here, based on some of the, the changes he was making,
0: he has a type. His type has not worked out. That does and, and, not and the, mean well. The best, the better end of his type wasn't available once he got to this point where he could go in and actually make those, you know, right changes. Right. So, but if you
1: stick with a type though, then that means you're tied to whatever is available in your pool, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were saying dating and not dating, and Ike was like, "Man, I really like a girl built like this." Uh, yeah, okay, but you're, you, you your subset of girls that you like that's smaller than the general girl. So why don't you get a girl that? Checks more boxes. You know what I'm saying? What's that the rule of 80-20? Mm-hmm.
0: All
1: right. So if 20% is the thing that he didn't have, but there were some really good wide receivers out there that could understand the concepts quickly, had run the offense that he wanted to run. Wouldn't that have been a better pickup than some six, three guys, six, four guys that couldn't execute? So what we've got is a Martner,
0: a short shorter, and a hooks, none of them have been productive. Right. And, yeah. and but by, there- by what we've told, they're not able to execute the concepts they've been asked to do. Right. Right. Cause he he repeats that repeatedly.
1: Mm-hmm. So, but you didn't have to go get six, three, six, four dudes, six, six dudes. You could have just gotten guys who from the group of five level,
0: I've seen them run the exact offense I want to run. Right. I think they're experienced, they don't fit They'd be the great. Physical at profile, it. but they understand right. the concepts, and we can go faster with our adaptation of this offense because they know what they're doing. That was a coaching choice. Yeah. That was poor evaluation.
1: He went for the top, but, uh, oh man, but she bad though. Yeah, man, but she gonna uh, steal, steal your credit card. Is that what you want? Is it, <laughs> is, is that, that those are the type of relationships you want to be in? No, get, get the 80 that you know you need. Yeah. And then because he got here and we were four games to the season, he was like, man, well five and six are our best wide receivers. Oh, and they're not six, three. Funny how that works. Funny how those wide receiver skills don't only come in those big packages. He made these decisions. I don't think he had many choices when it came to quarterback. I'm trying to give him some reprieve on quarterback. But to his point, he said, well, everybody's sending me uh, tweets every time somebody jumps in the portal like, you guys, we got guys that we want to get, and we're we're not just going to get somebody just because they're available. We're going to go after the person that we think works best. Mm -hmm. That means he actually had to look at Peyton Thorne's tape and say, I want that guy. That was a miss. Like, you could, have, you could have gotten nobody in the portal at quarterback. It could have been Robbie Ashford, Holden Garner, Hank Brown, and I don't think we'd be worse right now. I do not think we'd be worse. Our record would not be worse if you had gotten no transfer quarterback and just played the guys that we had here. Would not be worse. So far, his short-term evaluation, short-term, the choices he made in the short-term with limited options has not worked out. It has been poor. If we were grading, hey, well, off season, that's not high school recruits. D minus D. I mean, yeah. uh, what's his name? Uh, came in on the edge from App State. He's been great. He was injured though. He has been productive when it's time to rush the passer. If we're ever in a situation where that makes sense, he's produced. He's he's gotten pressures. He's gotten sacks. Yes, uh, a couple other guys maybe, but it just it hasn't looked like
0: the choices he made in the short term for, for offense, particularly on offense, right? Like right, I mean, for offensive the, personnel, defensive yeah. personnel, you know, different conversation. And I don't know how involved he was in those conversations and choices, but I do know that again, if, if I, and I have to take the coach on his word of what I'm being told, the receivers aren't picking up the concepts. And so, you know, Hey, that's a miss, you know, right. Not and that does not I don't that has I don't think that speaks to whether or not they're talented. It just speaks to their inability to pick up the concepts they're being asked. But right. to your point, in retrospect, wouldn't you have rather had someone who could pick up the tap tap the, the concepts better and mm-hmm. maybe on paper wasn't as talented? Yeah. As Definitely. a choice. And yeah. it doesn't seem like it's panned out thus far this season. Hopefully we'll start to see. I, I don't know how much hope you have in that changing at this point, but we'll <laughs> right. see. Right. And that's the thing because now you've
1: tried those guys, you played those guys, and it hasn't worked. So now you know that a lot of the time and energy you spent recruiting or uh, transfer portal specifically to hopefully put a band-aid, like you said, on this offense. It didn't work. So now you're back. And this is what again, this is what I think you can fought Hugh Freeze for. You are playing the guys mostly now who were already here, except you didn't focus on them from the spring, fall camp. How much better could the guys have been if you had given them the bulk of the attention, the bulk of the reps, building the offense and in the passing routes around these guys who are still, after six weeks, they're your most likely your best contributors on offense. That is something that we can judge so far. Uh, but well, I, we got all, all off of the topic. Yes, there will be turnover. A lot of the short-term misses, the emergency got to get him misses are on Hugh Freeze on offense. He's got a longer lead in now. He knows what he's looking for. Right. I, now he has the option to go to high school and get And He's got a lot of them already on the hook, a couple more possibly that he could get. He's going to be able to improve the talent room of that position. Now, don't get me wrong. You can still miss on high school guys. Mm-hmm. You can miss on high school guys. So it's not like, oh, we got five four-star-plus wide receivers. Yeah, but you don't know what you got until you get them in here. You get them in practice. They've been hearing the standard that Hugh Freeze has for his wide receivers, so hopefully they come in ready for that. It's still not going to be a quick fix. He's going to have to get somebody. If he's, if he's determined to have big wide receivers, he's going to have to get somebody who, A, knows exactly what he wants and can execute it right now, and B, fits his size profile in the transfer portal. And I don't think that's coming unless you get a, a, wide, a quarterback prospect. Excuse me.
0: Oh, yeah, you got to you gotta lock in the quarterback first. Before you got to get a quarterback because in, so.
1: you don't yeah. trust the, the two guys you've been playing so far. That's obvious to any wide receiver who's been watching. So you can't just say, hey, come on, it's going to be great. Based on what? But you better get somebody else. I don't trust that. So now you have to, have to, it can't be Walker White, true freshman. Nobody with experience who is good is going to come play for a true freshman expecting to have the best season of their careers. So now you're looking like what? A brand new transfer portal prospect, but it has got to be a first window guy that everybody's going to want to get. Who does that? Who is that guy? What does he
0: look like? I don't know. We will see Michael Carlisle says prediction. Coach Hugh freeze takes back play calling this week and for the rest of the season. I think it's going to be interesting to see whether or not he gets asked that question during the presser today as to, you know, Hey, play calling duties. Where do we sit with that right now? Uh, because, Again, I've not heard him say this, but I've heard people say that that's what happened in this previous game is Coach Hugh Freeze was calling plays when Robbie was in the game and Philip Montgomery was calling plays when Peyton Thorne was in the game. Um, if they're splitting play-calling duties like that, that, to me, reeks of dysfunction. And so we just need to take a direction and stick with it. Somebody needs to have the strategy for what we're doing offensively and somebody needs to be the primary starter. Let's just go with a direction and stick with it. Uh, James Barnett says, I say run tempo and see what happens. I think this is something that they likely will try to do now that they're not facing the juggernaut offenses that they've been against. I think they're going to put more trust in their defense's ability to go out there and get stops when the other offense isn't trying to go NASCAR themselves. So we could see more tempo coming up over this last stretch of the season. Yeah. And that's been weird, too, because.
1: They said in fall camp, hey, when we went up-tempo, we hey we were pretty good. And then oh, when we didn't go up-tempo, the defense got the best of us in fall camp. In fall camp, we we heard everything that has transpired over the first half of the season. Peyton Thorne wasn't the, the clear uh, best player in fall camp at quarterback. Offensively, when we went fast, we had an ability, to, we had a real advantage. And then when we didn't go fast on offense, we got handled. Hey, well, look, I've been seeing all
0: these things. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Just just be who you are and then, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Uh, Prince underscore major says we have to throw it deep. Uh, I mean, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to do that and the receiver not be double covered. It'd be yep. nice to be able to do that and have enough time. It'd be nice to do that and have like good route combinations that allow the quarterback to have the option to throw it deep and then maybe check it down to somebody. If it's not there, all of those things would be nice. And then you had to do it accurately when you do it. Right. Of course, all of those things, but it'd be nice. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see completions of 20 yards or more to multiple receivers throughout the course of a single game. Yeah. It'd be nice. Chris S, ain't nobody crying. My wife is just cutting onions for her morning coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> cutting onions for uh, coffee uh, uh onions for your morning coffee is good. I like it, Chris. Um love love everything about that one right there. Miller House jumps back in this season equals test of a fan. Yeah, I mean so listen, uh we when we first kind of rose in popularity around the Auburn ranks uh, shout out to our guy Chase H. Uh, he, Mike G. and myself did this video about true Auburn fans, and people got upset, of course, because what what, what else do they do when the War Report talks that would get upset? Mm-hmm. Um, but about this idea that fanship has to be about unwavering loyalty to Auburn, and you can't say anything negative because if you say anything negative, recruits and players might see it, and they're gonna think you know Auburn doesn't love them, and then they're gonna leave, and that's you know kind of the genesis of the idea that the war report is the reason bo nix left and all this kind of stuff let, let me be clear i don't think bo nix and his family were fans of the war report and what we were saying right like i don't i don't make any uh i don't have any like illusions about that being the thing but i don't think that they said to themselves man you know what i thought i like being at auburn but the war report doesn't like me so i'm out of here like i don't <laughs> think it's that um <laughs> But we are, to a degree, a voice of a portion of the fan base. And we – listen, the only thing I aspire to be is a voice of who what I think and feel. If right. other people agree with me, that's wonderful. If they disagree with me, I'm fine with that. That's fine, um, too. But listen, man, but you know what I do? Show up. I'm going to show up at, you know, and watch every game that I can, and I'm going to cheer every time they do something good, and I'm going to be upset when they do stuff that's not good. Like, that's kind of how fanship works. You want your team to be great, and when they're not great, you're not not happy about it, and I'm vocal about my displeasure with certain things, but I still show up here the very next week and tell you why I think Auburn has an opportunity to win that next game because – I'm a fan. I can't help it. I can't help but come here and get my hopes up another game and tell you, hey, man, the LSU defense is terrible, man. We got an opportunity to get right versus them, and then we don't do it. And I'm like, ah, man, we suck. Hey, man, but you know what? Ole Miss coming to the crib, man. We got an opportunity to go get a win at home. And Jordan Harris is different when they come to the crib. And then we don't do it. I'm like, ah, man, we suck. And I'm right back here telling you, Mississippi State's awful on offense. I know we're terrible, but we got a good defense. We got an opportunity to get a win. I think we could win for these last five. That's what fan. That's what we do, man. Yeah. It is what what it is. And I still think our players are awesome and amazing and fighting hard. And I'm going to support them. I'm going to dap them up when I see them in post games. And I'm going to tell you which of them I think are NFL prospects. And I'm going to tell you how it is because that's just that's what Mm -hmm. I do. And if you jump ship when the team's not playing well, I don't want to hear from you, honestly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Still want these guys. I'm going to still watch. Yeah.
0: I just hate that we have to talk about how bad we are. I'm going to be in pain as I watch, but I'm going to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Carlisle says, we called the game plan, lean on the run and shorten the game, get the defense fewer snaps, whatever. But six pass attempts in, in, uh, in three and a half quarters. Watch the film. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Michael. for pub, and watch the film for it,
1: <laughs> yeah, that we 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 did call the game plan, but see, part of what's so poor about the game plan is how they ran it so predictably, yeah, predictable yeah. it was almost as if, yeah, you took a third of a full offense if the full offense was different route trees and in attacking outside short yeah. with the throw. And short passes to running backs and dumps all, dump offs and screens. We don't see that. None of that stuff. They just took <laughs> the very basic run plays out of the offense and said, hey, that's the stuff we're going to call. Let's go with that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's how uncreative yeah. the offense has been. Even if they didn't want to pass the ball, again, we saw last season with 10 to 15 attempts per game for Robbie Ashford in those last four games, they still found. So many ways to move the ball, so many more yards of offense. This is why I can't take it. I don't really think they're being serious
0: about force until they decide to do a double pass with holding Gurner, right? Like, and then why you got to remind me of that? I mean, you
1: you know, I feel bad for holding like that upset me. I feel bad for holding. Hey, man, listen, you said I was the best thrower, I'm in camp slinging it. Oh, but I'm third on the depth chart. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not getting no reps this season. Oh, okay. You finally put me in just to get tackled on a, a poor play call. But I mean, I number one, if we expect somebody to transfer in the offseason, it's holding girl. Oh, he's number y'all one that, on the list. Y'all, y'all done played in my face. Y'all done played in this man's face, playing with my eligibility, and you put me out here and playing with my safety because I'm out here with a, a a
0: defender with no no protection. They, they don't respect that man. Yeah, they respect them. That, that that was silly. I'm sorry. Whoever called that play, whoever drew that play up. Let's start with whoever drew the play up. Whoever said let's install this in the playbook. I'm looking at you, buddy, and I'm saying, tell di- diagram that me on that di- diagram that for me on the board and tell me why you thought that was going to work. I have questions. I have questions. Then. To have the audacity to actually call it against a mm. Power 5 team. This ain't New Mexico State you call this against. You call that against Ole Miss at the crib. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hurt. What Hurt. we doing, man? Hurt. Getting embarrassed. Cameron Carr says, I don't think he makes the kids feel like molded bread. Listening to the kids, they sound like they are still locked in In on freeze. freeze. So, yeah, yeah. listen, I agree. I was there in the post-game press conference. Either they are doing a really good job of hiding their true feelings, which I'm sure some of them are. And we didn't, I mean, we only got an opportunity to talk to like five or six guys, right? So it's not as if those five or six guys are a majority. But if those five or six guys can be voices in their respective rooms, then you do have a team that still has some fight left in them. And they're going to go out there and they're going to give whatever they have left to get a W in this game Saturday. And that's encouraging. That's encouraging that they still feel as if they've got good football left to play. Uh, And I'm hoping that we see that on Saturday. Yeah, I'm hoping Uh, we do. Stephen Riley says, let's go three yards in a cloud of dust, baby. Why not?
1: What we've been doing isn't
0: working. What we're doing ain't working. Let's figure something else out. So I, I don't think the answer is doing what you're doing currently better right now. I think you just need to adjust and go in a different direction. Again, unless we're going to do what we're doing with some tempo and try to see if we can utilize that to impact people a little bit better, get them misaligned. But you got to get that first first down, right, before you can go tempo. Right. Uh, Michael Carlisle, again, be will, the over-under is 43-and-a-half. Talking about this weekend's game.
1: Yeah, I'm still going to bet that. I don't don't think Mississippi State scores more than 14. They got a decent offense, excuse me, decent defense, 28-14. to I like that. I, I like that. 28 to 13, 28 to 10, something like that. I like that for
0: us. I think we can we can keep it under 43 and a half. Oh, and then Prince Chuku, I did see he said, unless we do a double pass play, which yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh Rick Casanave says, O oh, talent order is tight end running back, offensive line, wide receiver, QB. That isn't tempo, slow developing shotgun. O oh, talent, it's play under sitter, play action talent only slot reads um you're not wrong you're Mm -hmm. not wrong that but unless unless you're going to use your tempo as a way to get yourself into your run game right like if you're going to play as a tempo because that was what gus malzahn's entire offense was predicated upon tempo in the run game we were a run heavy tempo team that's not something that you see a lot these days but it absolutely can work spread people out get less guys in the box and run the ball a bunch with tempo and Mm -hmm. wear the other team down. Don't allow them to sub, keep leaning on their defensive line. And eventually they're going to have a mental lapse and you're going to break one. And you, you, you vary that with speed sweeps to keep them going wide, some quick Mm -hmm. throws to the outside to make sure that you Mm -hmm. keep them honest on the outside. You can absolutely do that with the talent that you have right here on this roster. You can't especially if your quarterback is a threat to run now, that's not me saying Robbie because listen, Peyton Thorne impressed me with his ability to run the football this past Saturday and his escapability and with his willingness to say, you know what, it's not there. Let me just tuck it in run and get positive right. yardage. This is all I was saying when we go back to to the debate Mike and I had versus Texas a and I don't need Peyton Thorne to be Michael Vick. I don't need Peyton Thorne to be Lamar Jackson. I just need him to say, "Up, oh, it's not there. Let me go get it with my legs. Oh, the read says pull. Let me go get two or three yards on this. That's all I need him to do. Keep the defense honest so that the rest of the offense can stay on schedule and the rest of the offense has an ability to see some openings because you have to respect the fact that, Porton, that Peyton Thorne could run. Right. That's all I'm asking. So I'm not asking a lot. It's there, man. It's there. Yeah. There's some stuff there. They're not gonna do it, but yeah. <laughs> Chris S says that he bet the over on six and a half wins. Chris, we could still potentially get there, but it's, it's gonna the- be it's it's we we are at razor thin margin spot right now. Buddy, can you? So <laughs> this is all
1: based on beating. At this point, we we only beat terrible teams, and you can win seven games. Cal Sanford. UMass, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and New Mexico State. Mm -hmm. This is the lowest bar to seven wins that I think Auburn has had in a while. If you freeze, can't do this, man. I I I don't want to use too many superlatives yet. We got to get to seven wins. Yeah, we got for like for pride's sake. We got to get to seven wins.
0: We got to, and it's it's still attainable. um, But listen, the. When he talks about margin for error within a game, the margin for error to get to seven wins is as thin as it could possibly be at this point in time. Uh, so they've got a lot of work to do And they can't really have any slip-ups So we will see what happens Anyway, we are going to get out of here today We appreciate you all dropping in with us today Hopefully the offense can go to Rogue Shop And uh, get rid of some of the anxiety that they have But if you have any anxiety about what you're watching Rogue Shop's got something there for you That whatever else, you head to RogueShop.com And use code REPORT when you do that That lets them know that the war report sent you over there They've got stuff for sleep aid, stress uh, Listen, we know what how stressful it is to be an Auburn fan uh anxiety pain we understand that there may be some pain associated with being an Auburn fan as well. Rogue Shop is the place that you need to go. We will be back at you all on the morrow with more thoughts on whatever Coach Hugh Freeze says today on the press conference. So be uh, staying on the lookout for that. Share the video with somebody before you get out of here. Like the video before you get out of here. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you're listening on podcast, please give us those five-star reviews. Until the next time, and as always, for you. Drop!
1: Drop!